On this episode of The View from Jamestown, ocean freight and global logistics seems to dominate the headlines. The stock markets had a great run. Oil prices are trending up. We saw almost a 50% decrease in natural gas. We also have a special guest by TCC's own Caitlin Hagen to talk about some fiberglass stuff, but also our regulatory happenings. All that and more on The View from Jamestown. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 103. This is the February 2024 edition. We have TCC President Rob Roach, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez, and uh, making a, a guest appearance, a cameo. I don't know what we want to call it. Um, <laughs> Caitlin Hagen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. morning. Good morning. What's your title? I was going to say, so I I meant to ask you before we started recording, what what, what is your title? I go by sales and customer service manager. Sales and customer service manager. Perfect. For anyone watching, that'll be right here anyways, so you'll have seen it, but (laughs) it's on there. Good morning, happy February, happy Valentine's Day. Happy yes. Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one who got the message so we're red here. Uh, I, this is, it's pink. It's, it's not St. Patrick's Day, bro. It's Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah. Yeah. He, I didn't know you had to wear red on. I, well, I, I have festive so. earrings, you just can't see them. There you go. Uh, exactly. And nails. So that, I know. that's how I expressed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, and I, I will say it's tough because, you know, I think the 100th podcast, I wear a very bright pink, True. hot pink shirt. Yeah. So huh. I didn't want to repeat and reuse two too often so yeah you know with the muted little and anyway. and with uh tiger's new uh line yeah. of, i mean you know yeah. sunday mm-hmm. red i mean your golf that's true. I know. <laughs> i've been Rob thinking about swinging the clubs you know maybe Have getting in you? on this you know tcc fad you know with the with the with the golf stuff but we could start with top golf i love his logo i yeah. love the idea yep. you know and he left nike after what 25 20, years 27 years Shoo. yeah mm. I've seen you hit precisely one golf shot in your whole life, and you, you, you chipped it into like a cup from like 30 feet. It was, it was I, used to, I used to put a five-gallon bucket in my yard and just chip 100 balls a day. And so I got a good short game, but yeah. I mean, the, my problem is – so scramble would be fine. Yeah. You know, my problem is yeah. the drive. I can't drive. I yeah. just have a baseball swing. It goes hard right. So, <laughs> But maybe, uh, maybe I'll get a lesson or something I like, like it. that. Yeah. I like it. How is uh, everybody made out of the snow? We actually got some some actual snow. Uh, yes, it was good. For the first time, I think, all winter. So it's it a nice change good. of pace. Yeah. yeah. Even Hate Jamestown. Snow. Hate snow. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the windshield washer fluid yeah. part. You know, that that's good. But yeah. we've had a good we've had a good season of windshield washer fluid because it's been like snow, sleet, snow, snow, sleet, yep. you know, rain and muddy. And so it's been a good season for that. You just need enough of something where they salt and put dirt down and, and stuff like that because that's what cakes up your windows. So it doesn't really matter how much it snows. If there's a, a chance of snow and they actually put stuff down on the ground, that's that's when you need the, the windshield washer. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, we've had a lot of precipitation. I mean, it's been yeah. really wet yep, and yep. you know whether it's snow or ice or or rain it's good there you know it's gonna you're definitely gonna need some windshield washer fluid yep. Yep. yep well before we get too far i know uh caitlin you're not a uh it's not your first podcast but obviously it's been a little while since we've had you on so why don't you uh introduce yourself a little bit sure so i am caitlin hagan i am involved in a lot of different areas of tcc including sales of our uh, fiberglass. I manage that product right now. And I also still work a little bit in customer service, doing some orders and operations, imports, things like that. And I also maintain our regulatory database of our certifications like ISO, our ACD responsible distribution, and EcoVadis certifications. It's always fun asking people what your title is or what you do because we all wear a lot of hats so it's a lot i do a little bit of this a little bit of that you know i think everyone at this table is in that boat that's a lot that's a lot that caitlin it's hard to say in one sentence that's for sure (laughs) 100 percent. and then people outside of our industry would be like well what do you do then you know they don't really understand what's ecovatis what's iso you know yeah yeah it's like when you got to explain what you do to you know friends and family it's like well where should we start yeah it's a long story (laughs) do you have some time yeah um well, I guess kind of jumping into it, I think the biggest thing we've seen over the last couple of weeks is, you know, it seems like logistics and global supply chains are really playing a big role in, in everything, you know, whether folks can't get finished goods here, can't get raw materials here, certain regions doing better or worse, trying to get both finished goods and products here to the States. It seems like we spent more time thinking about ocean vessels and delays and, you know, resupplying product than we have for a long time. So it's, I don't know if it's a, a welcome change, but it's certainly thrown a big wrench into a, uh, you know, otherwise 
supply industry that I think we've had good supply for the last 12, 18 months, you know, supply certainly outpaced demand. And that seems like it's starting to starting to pivot a little bit. It is. It's definitely pivoting. It's, um, you know, demand is picking up, not tremendously, but the supply situation is, is in all theaters is getting uh, more difficult. You know, you look at start with Europe, they're having a hard time getting products from Asia, Middle East because of the Red Sea and the conflict with the Houthis and they're shooting um, rockets at our, our ships. And um, then you also look at the Panama Canal. Um, there's horrible wildfires right now in Colombia. They've had such a, a dry uh, season there and the, the water levels are so low that now this is compounding and the delays are getting even worse. So we're seeing a run on our products, especially those that are derived mainly from China or come mainly from China. Um, and also we're seeing a restriction on products coming to the U.S. that normally come from Europe because the, it's all domestic supply now. They're having a hard time with their own imports of things from Asia and from the Middle East. So all of a sudden, the uh, domestic producers in Europe are having a, a really good uh, 2024. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a, a change to a lot of what we were seeing last year. I'm sure you're seeing a lot on the import-export side of things, yes. whether it's requests coming into the States or you know some of the ocean freight stuff you're looking at. Yeah, ocean freight is, is becoming an issue. It's becoming more expensive, and also uh, other regions of the world are becoming more attractive. Um, due to the lead time, either for Panama Canal, Red Sea, sure. you name it, and because of the freight, you know, the, now that there's there, the, the price is on parity, um, so there's there's a window that you can take advantage of at yeah. the moment, yeah. which I'm having fun with. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm sure this is chaos and stress is when Javi thrives. Javi yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. I love it. When, when things are when, when stuff's available everywhere, it's like, well, I don't know. But all of a sudden, you throw a couple of wrenches in the supply. It's like Javi, Javi gets excited. Over that. <laughs> that, that to do list is that to do list. Yeah, the to do list goes growing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Javi, I saw the. I think it was a. Um, marketing mail from either TCC or TLC about we imported more from Mexico last year than any other country. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. We, you called that, you know, yeah. you said things were going to be arriving in Mexico and turned into things and coming across the border. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Mexico is the number one uh, U.S. partner at the moment, commercial U.S. partner. It beat China after decades. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a big deal and I'll be there next week. So, just in time to celebrate. Subtle plug. <laughs> the, the, the mayor's going to check on things down there. Yes, yes. I'll be there next week, so I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to Mexico City in, in a while. So yeah. I usually go to other parts of Mexico, but uh, Mexico City has been a while. So sure, sure. Looking forward to it. We'll get back to Mexico in a minute. A okay. while. I want to hear more about that. Um, Caitlin, I know you mentioned the glass piece. I know that's always a fun one with, you know, whether it's longer lead times because maybe product's not available or obviously we're always dealing with the ocean freight side. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of the same supply hiccups, I guess, if you will, on, on that side too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the ocean freight has skyrocketed and specifically with glass fiber, um, it's made essentially to order, you know, they weave it and it, that takes time too. So the lead times have been very interesting. And of course, throwing in Lunar New Year is going to, you know, add more lead time to all these imports. Yep. If it comes from China, of course. Yeah, yes. it yeah. definitely will. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The country shut down for two weeks. Yeah. Until what, the 18th? Mm. Of I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, 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 the festivities are like seven to ten days but people get into their own place just takes forever so it's like a two weeks and a half after it's all said and done after like you start getting responses from companies it's, it's a while it's i call it like 20 days all, all in so maybe mid next week we'll, yes okay and then that obviously brings up the issue of if there's even vessels available i mean mid next yeah. week is one thing but and then keep the in mind keep in out. mind that the the, the, the freight the freight prices was were increasing prior to this and this is this happens every year so if you're not planning accordingly you might get stuck yeah yeah i think it was kevin that sent out that graphic and george i'll send it to you so we can put it up on the screen with the the ocean freight reference prices it's like yep. you know double what it was on jan first or something like that specific from from asia it's, it's amazing how that's jumped up so quickly it's, yeah it's a big impact we did some uh some shipments from korea and it was like 2800 in january for freight to the U.S. now it's sixty eight hundred. Wow! So more than two x. Yeah. And also they're in holidays, so so expect seven plus next week. And then wow. it still won't it still won't load for a month. No, no, no. It's just like it's like a bidding. It's like a bidding war. Like yeah. 
to load the ship. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting times in Asia. And that goes back to, you know, if you're planning your supply chain with as much lead time as you can, like if, if you can wait, if you're planning now for April, you'll be okay. But if you need stuff, you know, in March, yeah. 40 days out, you're, yeah. you're going to pay for it. But then you got to, you got to look at the suppliers on the, on this side of the world. Yep. So that the quicker lead times, you know, two weeks from Colombia, six weeks, five weeks from Chile, Brazil, it's, it's a, it's a dynamic, uh, dynamic time at the moment. Yeah. Even if the, the product pricing maybe was a little more expensive historically, now all of a sudden with freight, like you said, it's, it's on par, on par, mm-hmm. on par. And you get it quicker from, from Latin America. Yeah. yeah. All, so of sudden, all of a sudden, Javi's real popular. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you weren't popular before, but. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we've heard a lot of issues coming out of Europe, too, with uh, yeah. short, uh, short-changing domestic, you know, U.S., when they're shipping over large parcels of 1,500, 2,000 tons. Now they're only getting 800 tons, mm-hmm. uh, less product coming, you know, this way. So, yep. you know, it's happening as well. And, and the cost to ship across the Atlantic is uh, increased tremendously yeah. as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a further restriction on supply uh, for, you know, what we've normally depended on. And even if it's not the actual DIMP or DOTP, whatever the product is that's coming here, it's the, the raw material to make that product, whether it's coming going to Europe or if it's going to Latin America. Like you said, Latin America is the net importer. Yes. Right? So they need to get the raw materials from somewhere too. So it's mm-hmm. it, it really when you, when you really look at the supply chain, it's amazing how they can get backed up so far so quickly. The Europeans are known too. I mean, it, you know, it used to be 100, 150 bucks a ton to get something here in bulk, and now it's 300 a ton. Why not sell it locally yep. and not have that expense? You know, import duty expense to come across the Atlantic, and they do that very quickly. They switch and they want to sell it locally very quickly. So, yeah, um, this is having an impact on our business as well. Well, and we're also coming out of a time, especially in Europe, where people were shutting down plants or turning down plants because supply has been slow, you know, or, or demand has been slow to end last year. So all of a sudden there's maybe a little more interest in making more product, but that's not an overnight change. You got to maybe no. ramp back up a little bit. That's and, right. You know, companies laying people off, maybe don't even have the people demand the plants that, you know, now you need. So that's right. Crazy, crazy times. Um, we talked about the weather a little bit. Obviously we got our first kind of big snowstorm down here in Southern New England. Um, Seems like it's been a relatively slow kind of snow year, specific to up here. You know, we're talking about methanol and windshield wash fluid and things like that. Mm. Um, but hopefully a, a, an uptick. And like you were saying, we're still kind of in the middle of winter. So we still got some time for, for some more snow up this way and, you know, driving both methanol demand and, you know, some potential issues on the freight side of things. So Yeah, right now we're in the uh, fertilizer demand season. You know, we've been in that since December. So we've been shipping a lot of different products, uh, you know, for crop nutrition. Um, so, you know, it's usually several months behind that you're looking at a, a demand cycle for. I mean, even the windshield wash, it really starts in August, September, uh, with probably the height of demand around October, November. Yep. So we're waning in the, you know, the winter seasonal demand and looking forward to spring. I think we're all looking forward to spring. <laughs> <laughs> a little side out of Nicole there. <laughs> you know, I lo- as much as I love the snow in the winter, I like it from, you know, December through end of February, early March, and then it's time to change the seasons. You know, we've got four of them in New England for a reason. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's, it's, <laughs> it, we'll see. It's I right. mean, it's been a late winter lately. Yeah. Yep. You know, it seems definitely. like that's the norm. It's, it's getting later and later. It, with, you know, we've it, had some snowstorms in like April, early April, I think, in the past. Yep. Like, it's just kind of the way the world's pivoting, I guess. Well, golf season gets extended through, what, November? Even, yeah. you know, I mean, sometimes December, just, yeah. 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 It, I actually, the course by me opened up this past weekend. Yeah, when we were moving, I saw, I drove wow. by a couple of courses yeah. as we're going, and you can see people walking and playing. Oh, it, it was packed. Yeah. Packed. So, hmm. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I know we, we have talked about Mexico a little bit. I know you said you're heading down there in uh, next week. Yes. Monday morning. Um, how's things going, kind of in general, with, with Mexico and Latin America? Demand is picking up. Yeah. Overall, demand is picking up. It's, uh, it's not, uh, how, how can I say it? The, the demand is picking up overall. So, things are rearranging the, the, the geographies where people are getting stuff. So it's just not just in time is not a thing anymore, but closer geographies for getting your your raw materials is a thing. Yeah. Now with Asia, ten weeks out. Yep. You got more more customer side, more supplier side, a little bit of both. A little bit of both is is, yeah. is a mix. A mix. People are looking to sell also in the U.S. People are looking to 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 buy out of the U.S. It's just sure. it's interesting times. Yep. Yeah, because obviously you were competing a lot with Asia when the 
25% tariff came into effect and maybe you see a little bit of less of that now mm-hmm. if you can't get stuff here from, from yeah. Asia. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been, it's, it has been so far, knock on wood, it's been a good run. Yeah. It's been very active, very active overall. WhatsApp, WhatsApp is busy. WhatsApp is WhatsApp busy. Me. WhatsApp me. WhatsApp me. Yes, it's busy. It's a busy, busy platform for me. Good at the beginning of like a like a uh, EDM song or something. Might be the new intro to uh, maybe to revamp our podcast. Oh, I like music. that. Every, throw it in every so often. I like it. I like it. Um, thinking about the stock market stuff too. I know we always kind of correlate what's going on with you know economic data and the Fed and the stock market to how we're seeing industry and things like that. Obviously, the S and P reached I think it was five thousand for the first time ever over the since we've recorded last. Um, seems like the economic data in general seems relatively positive still. You know, the Fed has mentioned delaying any kind of rate cuts and will keep rates kind of high for a while, which will impact new housing starts and the housing market and, and demand for houses and all that good stuff. So obviously something we keep a close eye on is a lot of what we sell is going into, you know, those kinds of markets. So it'd be interesting to see if the, you know, optimism continues, you know, inflation seems like it's continuing to come off. Um interesting is what happens with any potential rate cuts and demand on the on the housing side uh, you know i think we got got a lot to keep an eye on yeah all eyes on ai and weight loss drugs right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much where the money's at so uh, uh unbelievable incredible historic run you know um on par with the 90s the late 90s is what we're seeing uh right now um and that's pretty common knowledge um you know, I, I think it's an election year. I keep talking about this and, mm-hmm. and you know, Joe's going to make sure that the economy is doing well and that everything's propped up. Um, but the bigger picture is what I really pay attention to. And I've noticed that, you know, China recently, the Shenzhen has come up quite a bit. And, uh, and I'm seeing a lot of green in the stock markets in China. There definitely is some stimulus going on there, um, and and that's what I'm really paying attention to because their demand has to increase in order for you know all ships to start floating here. So, sure. um, but yeah, I mean that you know the as far as like a decrease or a rate cut, I don't think so. You know, we're seeing, um, I don't know if you whatever you want to call it, but global temperature changes, global weather patterns. Um, global whatever you want to call it you know is is impacting goods geopoliticals impacting the movement of goods sure. costs are rising so there's a lot of challenges you know and um so i don't know that i i i'm more bearish that there's going to be a decrease anytime soon but bullish that the market's going to continue to rise because there's a lot of investment that's coming from uh the federal government and um you know in terms of our infrastructure and things like that um we're seeing really low uh finished good inventories and less pressure from uh asia dumping goods in here and and yep. europe as well yep. because of their absolutely horrible demand so as far as the stock market goes i you know as much as everybody wants to jump in nvidia you know eli Lilly, probably still a good idea i guess you know but like uh you really want to look at you know the small caps and 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 the and the foreign markets in your 401k and things like that so yeah um and you know all of this has an impact on our business that's oh, yeah. why we talk about it but yeah it's been it's been quite the run it's yeah. been awesome uh, being a financial background guy this is you know this is you, you don't see this very often yeah yep yeah, between what's happened in the stock market, you mentioned the election year will obviously play a big role, both in just general consumer optimism, some of this infrastructure stuff. Obviously, like you said, a lot of this impacts our business in terms of you know once some of this infrastructure money starts flowing, you see more yeah. and more orders for things in that realm. So, be interesting to see what uh what happens here for the coming weeks and months with with all that. There's a there's a lot there's a lot going on. I mean, yeah. you know, just yesterday. Uh, the seat uh, in the ha- in the house that was you know uh, I forget his name the guy that that got the, uh, kicked out uh, was filled by a Democrat um, you know as much as I am pro a balanced government I think we need a strong Republican and a Democratic Party I'm going to go out on a limb and say Biden's going to get reelected in November because of the abortion uh, issue you know uh, people are going to go out and vote 
with you know when it comes to the abortion issue number one um so you know the economy is doing well all these things the gas prices are down i mean they're working very hard to manipulate what they can sure and um you know right now we can talk about you know trump versus biden and their age and everything but unless something major happens uh people are gonna go out and vote the abortion issue that's my call sure and that's gonna be and that's what happened in new york i mean it people are going out and they're they're unhappy we're all unhappy with government you know there's no doubt about it i don't think whoever runs the country is going to have that much of an impact or a change on our feelings towards government yeah. right now but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting year. Yep. I'm always amazed too when you come back from like Mexico, Latin America. Like it's it's amazing how much the rest of the world watches you know, when we have elections. And, like everyone so, asks you, like some of these guys know more about it than we do when we live yeah, here. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's open. It's open. You, you, they ask you, like who who who's going to win? What do you think? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a because it takes it's 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 a driver on the on their business. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's always amazing how that like they fall. They know more about it than you know. Yes. You, do and follow yeah, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really always pretty amazing. Yeah. How, like we, we talk about it because obviously we live here and it's our government and whatnot, but it's, it really is amazing how much it plays a, a, a role in the rest of the world. The world economy. It really does. Yeah. It does in the world economy. Uh, as far back as Epca, you know, when we yeah. were there, oh, yeah. you know, we, we were sitting in Epca and I was sort of, you know, it was like a, a gut punch every time somebody said it because I wasn't expecting the answer about yeah. the election. I mean, it's a year away, <laughs> yeah. you know, more than a year of the way when we were in Europe. And uh, but everybody seemed to have the same. What's what's going to happen? You know, uh, you know, it ha- we have an impact on the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, that's a fact. Very so. much so. I vividly remember. God, maybe it was like six plus months ago after you came back from. I think it was Mexico again, having the same conversation on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like just revisiting it. Yeah, we're just getting closer. Yep, yep. we sure are. Um. Well. Moving on, I don't remember if we had them on the January episode or not, but we've got a, uh, as we're talking about how much, you know, ocean freight and global logistics are really playing a big role, we've got obviously our friends at TLC to uh, give a bit of a freight update. So we'll give it over to them. Morning, Joe. Morning, Jamie. How you guys doing? Morning, Ben. Good. Morning, Ben. How, how's everything going? Good. Good. Doing Getting good. back to uh, reality after the snow day yesterday, so. So it doesn't count being festive for Valentine's Day when your colors are red, anyways, right? Yeah. You, you guys, you get a cop out on, yeah. uh, on Valentine's Day. Festive every day. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. <laughs> Valentine's Day and Christmas. They're right <laughs> yeah, in. Nailed they're it. Right in. Nailed it. <laughs> how's uh, how's things going in the world of world of logistics these days? Things are uh, things are cranking. Things are moving. Yeah, I'd say start to Q1 is uh, is pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I think you know after the uh, the holidays we kind of get that little bump when yeah. everybody officially comes back to work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, January, February are looking really good so far. Hoping the trend continues. I mean, we're really um, hoping that we don't see kind of a, a repeat of last year's cycle, which was everyone feeling great January, February, and then you know kind of standing around in March, April, wondering what happened. So yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely hoping the trend continues. Yeah, I just sort of realized as you said that, like it's, so it's obviously Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. So that's really the midpoint of Q one. It's crazy that yeah we're already at this point. It feels like we're still sort of catching up after after New yeah. Year. So. Um, Damien, what's going on on your side? How are, how are things? Things are, I think they're going pretty well overall. As Joe said, January was definitely up to start the year. I think we had a little bit of a dip at the beginning of February, but now it seems like we're catching back up a bit. Yep. Uh, taking a look at just things overall, fuel seems to be going back up yep. just by a few points at least the last three weeks or so. So just something to keep an eye on with. Sure rates of all forms liquid bulk especially but you know obviously it'll bleed into dry van rates too and usually you see gas prices get more expensive kind of like springtime right because you're coming back to driving season so it's a little early for that seasonality piece yeah. of it i guess are you guys are you guys seeing stuff any you know you said january and february have been decent are you seeing more things stronger on drive van ltl has it kind of been across the board or what's the what are the hot hot things anything stand out that's <clears throat> stronger than others or yeah, I think once we get a little bit further out from the holidays, LTL kind of normalizes a little bit. Yeah. I think all those um, carriers are starting to see that, you know, it's a little bit more manageable. Yeah. Um, drive-in prices definitely starting to trend upward, which is kind of a good indicator of where the economy is, is sure. headed. Um, again, hopefully that continues through to March, April and, and so forth. But um, yeah, I mean, anything coming out of the Northeast back down South is still pretty strong yeah. um, as far as capacity goes. So um looking at hopefully 
continue that trend for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing it on the TCC side. I mean, you know, business has been pretty strong January and February, kind of across the board. We're starting to see some hints of price increases, you know, back from Feb one, and then starting to think about March one, April one increases on a lot of things. So, whether that's a sign of just things getting more expensive, or you know, supply improving, or whatever the case might be, right. um, you know, we're seeing. Things things will be more expensive, I think, come March, whether it's the product side or the, or the freight side. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, especially in the, the chemical side, when all the uh, trade shows, conferences all start kicking off and yep. get a bunch of sales guys together, they'll uh, start drumming up some opportunities, I'm sure, right? That's the idea. Yeah. That's the idea. That's that's what my boss keeps telling me. So. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why that, we go. That's yeah. the plan. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. Um, I think one of the hot topics, no matter what you do these days, is uh, is ocean freight, you know, whether it's trying to get stuff to the states out of the states getting raw materials somewhere to make something to then come to the states it's, it's amazing how far they the the impacts of some of this freight stuff really trickle down between the red sea and panama canal and whatnot um so i'm sure that's throwing you guys for a, a little bit of a loop the last couple of weeks here yeah it's it's certainly uh continuing to be an issue if uh, anybody was depending on that supply you know i think uh that just goes back to trying to you know, forecast properly and, and, you know, no one really saw the Red Sea turning right, as yep. disastrous as it has, but um, that's that secondary supply certainly helps. And, you know, if you can, if we said, I think on a podcast or two, if you have any Latin American support, South American support, this is when you're probably, you know, in a much better position if you're sure. not really depending on those uh, European suppliers as much. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It brings a lot of those conversations of uh, reshoring back up, you know, tighten up your supply mm-hmm. chains as best you can. Um, you've seen people getting kind of creative with working around these ocean freight issues or is it just kind of is what it is and there's delays or I, I think for the most part it, you're kind of just stuck where you are I mean obviously a lot of people to Joe's point are looking at Latin American supply looking at sure. different supply options whether it's Mexico Latin America you know where domestic wherever they can yep. but I mean I think a lot of it will just come down to you know if the Panama Canal's busy then you're bringing a lot more into the west coast into Long Beach into yeah Tacoma, wherever you're bringing in, rather than, you know, trying to go from China to the Gulf or yep. something like that, yep. um, which in some ways it kind of made more sense to do that to begin with. But I mean, it's just going to have a triple or trickle down effect onto the sure. rail and things from there. I was going to say, so that's going to trickle down to rail you know, if you're shipping or modal yeah, trucks, but, trucks in and out of, I can't imagine Tacoma, Washington is a massive truck hub compared to like the mobiles and Houston's of the world. So it'll maybe strain things down downstream from that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Mexican border was already an issue. So mm-hmm. if uh, you do have any supply coming in, I think that's, you know, potentially a, a, a gateway that needs to be looked at for yeah. sure. I mean, this is you know, a time that uh, when we're looking at infrastructure, that that needs to be addressed because, you know, you can't clearly can't count on, you know, the overseas to to supply your whole economy. So, yeah, yeah. Um. I was just going to say, I think we were already talking about something the other day, Joe, you and I were, I think Mexico is one of the highest uh, supply partners right now mm-hmm. of the U.S. Yeah. I think and they just, possibly, took, just took it over, right? I think yeah, it was I think so. Canada and now it's Mexico or something like that. Well, China was for a long time, but I think... Not, Maybe uh, that's, that's what it was, China. Yeah. yeah. So Mexico has certainly come to the uh, the forefront, um, you know, it, it's... And, and they even have just, I was reading an article the other day that says that uh, all the issues that the truckers are having is potentially costing the economy $95 billion, which, you know, for the biggest economy, it's yeah. probably a drop in the bucket. But still, you know, if we could, you know, get some efficiencies there, that, that certainly would help I'd love, to know, I'd love to know where that $95 billion figure comes from. I, yeah. I, I, just, I want to see the math. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's probably close to accurate yeah. knowing you know how many economists work for the federal government and whatnot but i'd love to see the math the statisticians you know they, we'll cook it however <laughs> it makes the argument that much better true point. true sure. um what else is uh what, what else is keeping you guys busy that, that kind of the you know stuff stuff seems like stuff's just busy across the board people are doing a little bit better than maybe this time last year moving more freight raw materials finished goods whatever the case might be seems like just in general you know the economy's doing all right and, and you guys are seeing the yeah, I mean, that. anybody who had inventory that they didn't dump in, you know, October, November, December, certainly looking like a rock star right now. Sure. You know, they might have yeah. been getting some grief, you know, to clear yep. up some uh, year end stuff yep. last year. But if you have any inventory now, you're, you're you know, able to recoup whatever you were potentially losing. So yeah. um, I think it's just a matter of backfilling in that that material. So, sure. um, yeah, we're, we're getting requests to see other opportunities to, you know, kind of subverse the Red Sea sure. um, potential. So, yep. 
it's a good time to be in logistics. Yep. And uh, you guys are traveling a little bit here, right? Coming up. I guess we'll have one more episode pre uh, <laughs> pre AFPM, but you guys got some stuff coming up over the coming yep. months. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got Sakma down in Nashville next week, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll be in attendance there uh, early next week, and then uh, AFPM uh, after that. So, and then nice. it, uh, it's one to two a month from there on out. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jamie's making his debut at AFPM, right? First, yep. first yeah, time going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First, first time down to AFPM. First nice. time to San Antonio. So. Yep. Stacking up. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Joe, Jamie, appreciate it as always. We'll uh, see what happens with some of these ocean freight concerns and where we sit this time next month. We'll get a little <laughs> pre-AFPM uh, you know, update. It's always nice to chat kind of pre-AFPM, see kind of what the hot topics are going to be and what folks are talking about. And then obviously see how much, you know, how many other people are talking about that post-AFPM yep. and do a little recap. So uh, look forward to that and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Ben. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right, moving on, price updates and trends. We uh, obviously are keeping an eye, a, as we always do, a close eye on, on oil and gas prices. We've seen a big run-up in um, benzene for the first two weeks of the month, which has been really, really interesting, um, plus 60 cents or so, which is a, a big jump, obviously. Um, tracking propylene trending up, butanol 2EH trending up. Um, things are are on the rise, it seems like, for whether it's was from you know some increases from Feb 1 or, or certainly probably for March or April 1. You know, we're seeing things... Uh, Things increasing. Yeah, we're uh, we're, see, we're seeing those letters. Yes, we're seeing those letters. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've seen. It's been a long time since we've seen those letters. So, I mean, I, I'll go out and say I don't even know if we saw one for 2023 aside from like FM letters, if there were any. I mean, it was no you know, price no, increase no, no. letters. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, I mean maybe. Yeah, that was the only one I think, and that was due to the fire and explosion. Yep. Um, yep. At Dow and. Yeah, that was the only one that I can recall. But yeah, it's just, propylene has steadily moved, has climbed. Um, just heard of another outage last week and uh, another increase, uh, you know, forthcoming. And uh, yeah, benzene, it, this is a traded product, you know, and freight, I'm sure, has having an impact on that. A lot of benzene now yep. comes from South, other Asia, not China, but, you know, Southern Asia and you know, if you can't get through that Panama Canal um, or you can't get through the Red Sea and the costs are going up, it's going to impact it. So I would say buy now. Uh, increase your inventories a little bit and, and put a safety stock in place. Good time to stock up on uh, on a dip if you can take it. And, uh, you know, yeah. Else, that's the, only, the only thing I've seen that has really cratered is natural gas, mm-hmm. you know. And, Big and, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're coming off the demand season for, you know, um, heating homes and things like that. But, yeah, that's been a big drop. Um, that's down to $1.67, I think. Um, yeah, so oil and gas, I mean, oil, crude oil and Brent crude were both up about $6. Crude's around 77 Brent's around 82 Natural gas is down $1.31 from the last time we recorded, which is almost 50%. Right. Which is crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's a big it's, drop. Yeah, it's a big drop. I mean, we are fracking like crazy. We are producing more oil now in the usa than saudi arabia it's amazing it's amazing i mean we are exporting the heck out of this stuff we are making it we are uh, just yesterday i mean there was a massive purchase of uh of an of a individual fracking company 26 billion dollars that was bought in the permian basin west texas um you know it ebbs and flows but when it flows wow you know and when you every time that you pull uh, a gallon of crude out, you're getting natural gas, you're getting methane, you're getting, you know, the mix, you're yep. getting it. So we are overloaded with natural gas right now. We've got a lot of it. And that's an interesting thing too. I have a, I have an article on my computer that I have like bookmarked to read that I haven't read yet, but the title was something about like, um, energy M and a like companies that are you know buying other energy companies and oil companies and things like that. It's like a big game of musical chairs. Mm. Like people just keep buying and selling these companies and assets and moving you know, Exxon and people moving these things all around. I, I got I'll find it and send it to you guys. Um, but it's it's and it's you know oh yeah casual twenty six billion dollars like the the money involved <laughs> in it is is amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I think you know the moral of the story between potentially some supply issues, whether it's freight or oil trickling up or benzene trickling up. I mean, we're we're going to see prices moving upwards, whether it's March one, April one. You know, I think you talk to customers. I know I've talked to customers like, yeah, we're we're expecting increased letters. Haven't seen some yet for certain products, but people are kind of bracing for it. It seems like 
Yeah, we're also going into uh, sort of a ramp up for the gasoline demand season, which, you know, there's going to be probably a heavy demand season right now. Uh, People are traveling like crazy, so they're expecting that. So, you know, sometimes there's a shift to uh, making fuels versus making chemicals, and we'll see that in the coming months. So that should have an impact as well. Um, Another recent trend that sort of came out at the vinyl conference, and, you know, we're seeing it now in, in data points, is the... Uh, exodus away from electric cars yeah this has been really interesting because this has been a big concern in our industry about you know supply to cars petrol cars versus electric cars wholeheartedly people are now completely eliminating the idea of buying and are going back to either hybrid or straight petrol cars very quickly so that trend is over and it's going to have a major impact on our business as well. And we're starting to see it in automotive. It's starting to pick up um, just because of the uh, supply matrix to a petrol or hybrid car versus an electric car, you know? So uh, this is something that's going to have a significant impact and people should pay attention to in our industry. Yeah. The most amazing stat, I remember it vividly from that is, is not, the percentage of new cars or who's buying new cars it's it's the percentage of people that bought an electric car and then their next car was not you you think if you go electric you're gonna stay electric there was like 60 percent of people buying electric and then they go back to that like it was, it was a crazy number it's 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 really amazing to see the impact of trends yeah. on people's purchase power you know and then once they try it they don't like the inconvenience of it and they abandon it so you have to ride that wave that that trend wave it's hard to predict when people will actually take a look at this and say well this doesn't really work for me i can't fly from here to chicago and pick up a tesla at hertz and guarantee that i can go to a fairfield inn and find a charger I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take one. Yep. So Hertz just abandoned their Teslas, and they're not pushing. It was always the first car on yep. the top, right? Yep, it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever car company you use to rent, it was yeah. always like yep. electric car. It's like, oh, there's how great the heck deal. am I supposed to? Yeah, how the heck am I supposed to rent an electric car if I don't even know where I'm gonna have a charger? They yep. they they put the, you know, they put the cart before the horse. They didn't have yep. the system in place. Especially if you don't own one. Like if if you don't if you're not used to finding a charger. Like if you own a Tesla and you want to go rent a Tesla, that's one thing. But if you've never had before like yep. you're not used to thinking about the mileage and stuff like right. that's, that's a crazy spot to put a, a consumer in yep um yeah i think we'll see more of that and obviously that impacts our industry a lot based on what's happening with oil prices or even just you know there's a big trend for a while people looking for lighter polymers and you know reducing the weight in the car so that they could go further on the battery power and things like that so it's we've certainly seen it from our direct customers too it's, it's amazing how far up the supply chain that you know a lot of that goes it is um thinking about some trade show stuff it's it's mid-february so we're sort of at a you know january usually pretty quiet on the trade show front a lot of times so we obviously got afpm coming up quickly we'll do probably one more sort of pre-afpm episode but that's coming up quickly i know the meeting schedule looks like it's getting pretty busy yeah. our, our cocktail party i think we're at like 240 something yeah, like it's, that it, this is, year i feel like people wow. started with meetings and rsvping to things yep. at a rate that I've never seen before. Either a lot um, more people are coming or everyone's just way more prepared this year. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I, it, it might be a combination of both, to yeah. be honest. Um, yep. I think everyone getting out, traveling, wanting to see customers, suppliers, and maintain those relationships um, is really, you know, contributing to that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great. It's great to, to see it. Yep. That's going to be quite a party. I think so. I mean, we're a month and a half away yeah. and yeah. 240 yep. RSVPs already. Yep. Yep. That doesn't include us either. No. We're gonna be. And uh, and I think we're about fifteen, seventeen wow. TCC. Yeah, yeah. Last mm-hmm. last year I think we had two hundred and ninety or so as yep. of like a couple of days before when we sort of cut it off. And obviously we had more people come and just register at the time or whatnot. But yep. you know if, if we're in the threes anytime prior to uh, actually getting down there, we'll be. I was we're prior to March. Let's just yeah. put it that. But it's not even month of. Yeah. <laughs> and we're how already. about your golf outing on Saturday? I mean that's uh, pretty looking, full too. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, it's looking good. Um, I guess I got to put a spot on hold for you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just it's, be it's there. I'll just be there to harass. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a scramble. It's, just, it's, just, it's your jam. Come on. We're, we're, yeah, we're, I don't want to embarrass myself. No, we're gonna work. Driving. on it. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll all work right, on it. All right. But yeah, we've got we got spots for for the golf, which is <coughs> which is always a great uh great Saturday kickoff. So make the week a make the week a little longer, but it's always a nice time to get out and see everyone and sort of a casual casual pre. Oh, it's 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 pre kickoff. It's really nice. It really is. It's a nice time. Look forward to it every year. 
and obviously you'll, you'll be there this year, so I don't have to give the speech at the party. We can pass that baton <laughs> back yes, to, no, pass that baton back to you. No, any uh, unforeseen, you know, things that happen with family, I'll be there. So yep, yep. you never know. And knock on wood, uh, everything's so far so good. Yep. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. So AFPM, and then we've obviously got the coding show in NPE, which we're quite deep in planning for. So those are, mm-hmm. you know, it's a busy, busy year, busy couple months for on the trade show and travel front, but a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff we're looking forward to. It's always, it always seems like there's a, a trend that goes on, especially kind of leading up to AFPM that, you know, you know, that's going to sort of be the topic. And I forget what last year's was, but it seems like, you know, we talk a lot about the freight side of things. It seems like kind of global supply and the freight mm-hmm. side will be a hot topic at the AFPM for sure. For sure. Absolutely. How's your, how's your meeting schedule looking, Javi? I have five spots left. And a dinner left. Look at you. So it's filling up quick. How many meetings before 10 a.m.? I have like four. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Javi, like, yeah, look one at day, you. One day I start at 8.30. One day, one, one day I start at 8. The central time. Central time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you know your schedule is filling up. When, when you're, when you're yeah, booking well, up. When when I, when I, yeah, it's 9, 8.30. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it. Love I like it. it. Yeah, but uh, I, was, I was talking to Luan uh, uh, next door, and he's like, yeah, it's like filling up. Right? <laughs> and it's only five spots. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm actually doing a Tuesday afternoon. I have a three, four, and five. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, so Javi, yeah. look at you. Yeah. I might be free well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, Luan was funny at one point. Like, I think at one point they scheduled us to the point where like every time slot had at least one meeting. Like yeah. usually we have like four or five for each one. So <laughs> mm-hmm. at one point there was, you know, eight to five and then dinner there was a meeting every single day. Luan's like, wow, the schedule's full. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen nothing yet. Once <laughs> there's five items for each time, then we're, then we're yeah. full. So. Yep, yep. Um, cool. Well, wrapping things up while we have Caitlin, I know we like to talk about, you know, obviously big trend with things like Ecovadis and ISO and, and NACD certifications. I know it comes up a whole lot more. Um, so there's, there's no other better person in the company to give an explanation of what's going on and what we've got going on on that front than, uh, than yourself. So I know there's beginning of the year, there's always a big push to kind of recertify some of these things and make sure things are up to date for this calendar year and, and whatnot. So what's, uh, what's keeping you busy on that front these days? Yes, it is regulatory crunch time right now. Um, so currently we have submitted all our documentation for Ecovadis. That's an annual rating. So we submitted all the documents for that. And if you're not familiar with Ecovadis, it's a sustainability rating based on four different pillars of sustainability, including environmental, labor and human rights, sustainability, and there's one more piece that's escaping me. but. We submitted the documentation for that and should have our 2024 medal within, I'd say, six, four to six weeks by now. I like that. Not, not a rating, not a, not a level. You get your medal. You get your medal. <laughs> we get our it. medal. I love it. Yes. Um, Do so we get an actual medal or is it just... Uh... We get... Um, I think it's, it's, a... it's like a graphic medal. Oh, okay, not okay. a physical medal. Okay, Believe me, if we had a physical medal, I mean, it'd be here. For, I mean, the, the, the Olympics are coming up. That's why I asked. Hey, yeah. hey I'll, I'll, I'll suggest it. You should yeah. get like the, like the touchdown change for football. Like, just get a big... <laughs> have Rob roll in the Or a wrestling, like, <laughs> wrestling <laughs> belt. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so what for, what are we shooting for? So for 2023, we had silver. And based on that rating, we were four points away from gold. So the goal is really getting gold. Um, I almost was hoping that we'd get it live and I could kind of give a drum roll live <laughs> like announcement, it. but yeah. not today, but it'll, it's coming. Uh, so you'll see our 2024 rating soon. Uh, the next one coming up is and our... But before we go to the next one, I, I yeah. feel like that Ecovatis one comes up a lot. I feel like I get asked yes. more about Ecovatis than any other... Yeah, every, everyone asks you, like, what's your Ecovatis? Are you an Ecovatis? like, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's becoming very popular because yeah, it's globally yeah. recognized. I mean, even big companies... Um, Didn't you start in Europe? Yes. Yeah, oh, that was the first place I yeah. ever heard of it was yeah. um, one of our you know reach products was registered products was in Europe and the customer asked, about Ecovadis, and I, this had to be 10 years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I've never heard anything about this. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, its origin was in yeah, Europe yeah. And, and it's very quickly grown, uh, you know, worldwide. And yeah. I think it's still very primarily, come, you know, a lot of we get a lot more interest from European suppliers and customers, but we've seen more and more of it in the States the last two, three years, yeah. it seems like. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's becoming very popular in the States. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then our second one is the ACD's responsible distribution. So as ACD members, we participate in their 
Responsible Distribution Verification Program. Formerly the NACD. Or Formerly the NACD. I still use some interchangeably. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to get in the habit of using their new branding, but yeah. um, it's very similar to what um, responsible care would be in the chemical industry. What responsible care is for chemical manufacturers is what responsible distribution is for distributors like us. So they also have a very strong emphasis on the environmental health, safety, and security uh, to the point where if you are Ecovatus uh, bronze or higher, which we are, we get to skip a whole section in our verification for sustainability. So it does, they work in tandem and it helps to have them to, you know, show your environmentally health and safety, mm-hmm. sustainable, all the good stuff. And that's just an annual certification. There's no levels. It's or... actually every three years, um, okay. but there is no levels. Uh, it's just a standard uh, seal of approval. Mm-hmm. And that's upcoming next week. I'll be heading to Philly to do our uh, verification visit there of one of our terminals. And then finally is our ISO certification. Uh, we are going towards ISO 9001. We currently have uh, 14,001 as well, but we'll have both. So 9,001 is the quality management system based on the quality of our service here at TCC. And our 14,001 is related to the environmental health, safety, and security. So they all kind of work in tandem to show that we are a quality-focused and environmentally-focused organization. Well, I'll tell you what, it takes a certain kind of person to keep all those things straight in your head. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, the, the organization there is, is, is amazing. Thank so, you. I appreciate it. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. And a lot of important stuff. It is amazing how much all that really comes up, you know, more and more frequent suppliers, customers, warehouses, you know, you name it. It's, it's amazing how much it comes up. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just read an article the other day in the Wall Street Journal that ESG, which this is part of, is mm-hmm. actually fading a little bit and it's moving more towards profitability <laughs> and streamlining. So it is, in my opinion, all of this is extremely important and we're going to continue to stick with it. Yeah. Um, but big companies kind of see it as a, a lot of big companies kind of see it as a, um, you know, a side thing or, you know, not, not necessarily, you know, when things get tough, these things got put on the back burner and last year was tough sure. for our industry. Yeah. So, um, when things really are good, they become far more important and valuable. We're, we're, we're kind of more consistent. We've always seen this. We were ISO 9001 before we went to 14,000, started very early on with Ecovatus, yep. have changed our company to, to 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 the better to fit the ecovatus uh you know mode but yeah i mean it's um you know from january to march the amount of paperwork that that these guys have to do i mean it's amazing yeah. and the amount of uh, effort that goes into it you know and it's mainly caitlin but there's other people involved as yep. well um and yep. so hats off to them it is a lot to keep it's a mouthful <laughs> to keep yeah. straight so yeah yeah and, and i would be surprised at some point if there is a new certification body that maybe ties more in profitability and the ESG side and brings them together and things like that. You know, you know, Ecovatus mm-hmm. came up however many years it's been rel- yeah. relatively recently. Well, I think they so are tied in. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not acting responsibly uh, in all those roles, then you're, you're not, your, your profitability will be impacted. Sure. So it does go together. You know, we're not, you know, we're not BlackRock over here, but we're, <laughs> you know, we're, yeah. we're definitely, um, we feel that there's a value here and, you know, and safety is so important for us, our customers, and our producing partners. Yep. To be, uh, to have zero environmental impact is so important, yeah. uh, short term and long term, you yep. know, mm-hmm. and we don't want to have a negative impact on anyone, that's for sure. Yep. Well, just wrapping things up, I think a, a lot of this is probably tied in together, but if uh, it'll go out uh, by the time this episode comes out, but I know we do a uh, kind of semi-annual note to the industry, which we title View from the Captain's Chair, which is always a really nice note from uh, from Rob, just with his two cents on you know what's happening with TCC, kind of a TCC update and what's happening in the market. So if you haven't already gotten that, uh, you should see that or it'll be up on the website, but I'm sure a lot of what you just mentioned will all be in there, but uh, any kind of final thoughts from from that note there? Uh, no, it was a good, I, I, you know, I thought it was a good summary of uh, a lot of what we discuss here, yeah. you know, um, and uh, short, concise, and yep. to the point, you know, and um, it's just a uh, another way of getting our, our message out, you know, um, it's not necessarily marketing, it's more what we're seeing going on, and we're yeah. hoping that this will help our constituents make decisions, and that's where the basis of our company really started was 
give the proper information, make the right forecasts to your producing partners and help your customers, you know, solve a problem uh, more than anything. And, um, and that's what, you know, this message is about what we see. And I mean, you, you go around this table and you talk about the thing, or you look at the past, you look at the, the podcast we've done just in the last six months, some of the things that we've talked about have, have been so evident and true now. Yeah. Um, so we see things very, as a smaller company in this very big industry, we see things first. And um, so hopefully it helps people. I think that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like we're sitting here crunching a bunch of numbers and, and analyzing things before we come on and record. We kind of just talked like, you know, what we're seeing, what our gut feels kind of, you know, hearing out. Well, I heard this from a customer yesterday and, and all that info, you put all that together, it you know, kind of creates what we're seeing. And, you know, you put that out there and try to, you know, benefit suppliers, customers, business partners, everyone involved. That's, you know, yeah. another way we're here. To Our marketing value. folks do a good job. We try. <laughs> you know, we try. We try. We try. Speaking of marketing folks, did you see our new, uh, our new, our new customer giveaways here? No. <laughs> what so is this? For the, for the month I of, love, I love uh, cozy socks. For the month of February. Oh, only. I love, I love a Dippick. I love Urea. Oh. You, get a, you get a custom Can pair I of have socks. these? Of course. Oh, my gosh. Hold, hold it up to the camera right there. Thank you so much. Place, place an order the month of February. Complimentary pair of socks. Got the, got the website on the foot. Yeah. Oh, we, so, so we did a pair of the I Heart Urea socks a couple years ago now. And the idea was to do them for all our core products. And we sort of didn't do any more of them. And, and AJ actually had a customer the day like, hey, do you guys do, you guys do another batch of the I Heart Urea socks? Like someone actually asked for them. So I'm like, wow. all right, we'll, we'll get some more done. Yeah. So. These are nice too, high quality. I yeah. mean, they look like yeah, my look Cabela's nice. socks, you yeah. know. So, yeah. and being as cold as it is outside, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely time. use those. No yeah. better time and than I the do present. love a Dippick and I do love your <laughs> yeah. so, Thank yeah. you very much. Um, cool. Well, I think that's all we got. That was a, that was a good episode. A lot going on. A lot to, uh, seems like I always say there's always a lot going on, but there, there definitely is. You know, no. there's, there's a lot of things to kind of wrap your head around and really good time to start planning your supply chains for, you know. You should be looking at April, May at this point. You know, it's a good time to start thinking about as, as best you can what you're going to need yeah. come uh, come spring because it's going to be here before you know it. It is. Well, as always, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you all for your time this morning. Caitlin, thank you for joining us. Thank nice you. to have you, yes, and we'll have you, you here, here again soon. Um, but as always, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, Benny. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Thank you, Benny. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the chemical company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up to date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss related to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.